So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta Podcast. The Active Atlanta Podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. What is up, Atlanta, and welcome back to the Active Atlanta Podcast. I'm your host, Doc Jake Swore, and today, y'all, we have a, a rarity here. We have somebody who was born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I'm super excited. We, I was super excited to figure out that we live just like five minutes down the road from each other. Uh, I don't get a lot of uh, podcast guests on, on, on the show from uh, Smyrna, Georgia. So um, her name is Kelly. Uh, I'm always going to mess up the last name. I'm sorry, Kelly. It is Kelly Bernardi. Is that correct? That's- Kelly Bernardi, guys. She is a nutritional therapy practitioner. Um, she's helped out a ton of people. She's a personal trainer. She kind of got started in corporate America and advertising and figured out that was not for her. Uh, so she's made a, uh, a switch over into the health and wellness scene. She's doing some really incredible things. I'm really excited to have her share her story with us and how she helps out those clients. So without further ado, Kelly, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jacob, for having me. I'm excited to be here. And yes, Go Smyrna, go Braves, and all the things. <laughs> Man, the Braves are on a run right now, you know? Like, uh, it's, I it's know. super fun. Around two. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, so why don't you go ahead and let us know, like, what exactly, because I'm actually really curious about this too, what is a uh, nutritional therapy practitioner, and how do you help people? For sure, yeah. No, I know it's kind of still a new thing people are kind of hearing, so real in kind of a nutshell, it's basically a practitioner that's looking at root cause dysfunction. So we're not, you know, going the band-aid approach. We're not going the quick fix approach and just trying to find something temporary to, you know, calm what's going on, but really looking at um, signs and symptoms within the body, you know, markers, whether it's basal body temperature or pulse rate or other things like that, that can be used to determine root causes of issues. So, you know, such things as bloating, constipation, acne, you know, all the kinds of things that are people tend to deal with, at least in this standard American diet and the way that we are living, you know, everyone's dealing with something. So um, yeah. the whole purpose is to utilize some data that the client will provide through, I typically give them like a 320 assessment questionnaire and it will allow me to kind of pinpoint what's going on internally and then also using um, food and mood journals. So for them to write down what they're consuming, how often they're consuming food, quality brands, things like that, um, along with just lifestyle factors such as stress, you know, jobs, relationships, um, exercise, all that kind of stuff to really help them navigate what's going on. So love working with clients uh, one-on-one or I even have a group program, but really just working with women in particular is my target audience, but um, I do obviously have a husband and a friend yeah. who have other, otherwise asked for insight too. So, you know, at the end of the day, I just love helping people 
figure out what's going on and get some answers because I think this medical world we're in can be very confusing and more frustrating than anything right now. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think like, um, I think that's really cool. And then, um, when we were talking before we started recording, I thought you said something really interesting, um, where you're, uh, you're like thought about going RD route, but that didn't really resonate with me. Um, can you elaborate on what you meant by that? Yeah, I really like the more I talked to when I was in the, uh, process it was very you know I was in the more holistic mindset but realistically having not done that originally in school I would have had done a records prereqs and then of course gone down some sort of master's functional medicine route and it would have been a lot um and the RD other direction which no shame on RDs at all I respect a lot of them but unfortunately their their curriculum is just not as functional functionally driven. It's a lot of um, data, but also, you know, still a little bit more of like eliminating macros or certain um, that I personally don't agree with. And so I feel like I was going to either end up unlearning some things or still having to teach myself a lot at the end of the day. So I went with the, it's actually the nutritional therapy association is where I went back um, to get this in particular certification, but yeah. um, But yeah. So that's kind of why I just, you know, didn't resonate as well with me in that sense, but absolutely love working with them. And there's many I've worked and collaborated with through just kind of getting out on my own. So, yeah, no, I think it makes sense. I think like, um, like, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of in the same lane of like, um, so we're all traditionally trained as, uh, as physical therapists and athletes potential, but then, uh, what we do is so different than physical therapy. It's almost like, you don't, you definitely need like. I hesitate to say you don't need a physical therapy degree, but like, uh, there's different routes to go to be able to do what we do. Right. And, um, right. I think that's just being creative and, and recognizing that there's holes. And I think any really good uh, healthcare provider will let you know that there's regardless of their trade or their discipline, right. Um, or their background, that there's holes in their, in their, in the traditional learning model. I think that's just true of the traditional learning model in general, if I'm being honest, it doesn't have anything to do with healthcare, but, um, even in your world of, uh, advertising and uh, get, getting a degree and going to corporate America. I'm sure there's like a ton of things that you missed out on that, that would probably be more applicable to that world. But um, anyway, well, cool. So then looking at people, so using a journal or looking at people's lifestyle factors, how do you um, and start incorporating all that data? Cause that's a ton, right? So how do you kind of coalesce all that and bite-sized pieces for your um, patients or clients be, to be able to digest and use on a daily basis? <laughs> yeah, so I think, you know, like, uh, and really it's like healthcare, or it's not really healthcare in general, it's more like education in general, right? Like there's just a lot of holes, like there's um, not a lot of like real world application that's going on, especially in the world of, of in the modern world where information is like any information you want is at your fingertips. So it's more about how you can digest that information or how you can be in more of a information clarifier than an information giver to somebody at this point, right? Like, um, oh yeah. How, so how do you take like, what are some of the techniques that you use to be able to help? Because I mean, everything that you listed off at the beginning, right? Like you're like, man, I help people with lifestyle changes. I'm a per- like I'm a personal trainer. I implement that side of things as well. Like I make people do like food and, and mood uh, journals. Like there's a lot of data that you're collecting with people. How do you kind of like digest or uh, coalesce that into bite-sized pieces for people? So yes, I think that it can be very overwhelming, but I think it's actually people are very interested to see their own patterns and they even doing an exercise like a food and mood journal, for example, you know, they'll do it and then they'll reach out to me and be, you know, very 
engaged because they're like, wow, I never realized how much I didn't, how little I ate or, you know, the symptoms that I'm experiencing could be due to, you know, excess gluten. So yeah, like there's so much information out there and uh, really our rules, like it makes sense that you um, kind of like took a look around. It was like, what is the best way for me to deliver the type of care that I want to deliver that'd be the most impactful for the top, for the audience I want to serve. So but at the same time, like you look at a lot of information, like being a, uh, in the lanes of like a nutritional therapy practitioner, it sounds like you do a lot of like functional nutrition uh, training is all kind of coalesce into one. And that's a lot of information for people. So how do you kind of uh, kind of coalesce all of that into like bite-sized pieces uh, for your audience? Yeah, of course. So, you know, the data is really awesome because it kind of gives such a big picture that people, first of all, get very interested and invested in their own health, I think in some ways, which mm. is kind of does it the work for me, but also, you know, through a food mood journal, for example, you know, people can really tell automatically off the bat that, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I'm not eating enough, or I didn't realize my stress was impacting my life so much, or I thought I moved a lot more than I did. And it's kind of just starting getting these conversations started. So that way, when I do analyze everything as a whole, and then come back to them with a protocol, they're kind of already more motivated um, to get started. And then they also understand why what's going on. And that's my biggest thing, too, is I don't want to just throw a bunch of things at you and tell you, you know, you have to do 100 things to be healthy. I think it's a lot of um, drawing the relationship as well between, okay, these are your top three or five symptoms that you're experiencing, you know, let's start there. Mm-hmm. and focus on those changes that can really impact those. And then, you know, the next time we'll talk about something else. So just really making it digestible, literally for people. And I always ask them what their main concerns are, their top three, and we could pretty much start focusing around that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also take just the foundational approach of education, right? Like if you don't know why you're doing it, you're going to be less motivated to continue doing it. Cool. So um, drawing, drawing those connections, sharing that and, um, it really kind of, kind of just plays itself out. And of course, there's those people that are really willing to make change and some that aren't. So you have to kind of <laughs> feel it out and go slower than others. But yeah. overall, it's been a great, great experience and um, really cool to see how some very, very simple things can make such a big impact. Oh, man, I bet. What are, what are some of the main things that you work with? Like, what are some of the main complaints you hear people say when they, uh, when they come and work with you? Um, lots of things for... I would say digestion, just like constipation, bloating, those types of things. And a lot of that can be, you know, just very high stress lifestyle. And you're moving, you're on the go all the time, you're eating, standing up, you're not breathing before meals, you're not chewing your food properly. Um, you know, you're not absorbing the nutrients that you need to actually have a healthy bowel movement. Um, sure. Those types of things. And then even energy levels, just you know, lack of daily sunshine or movement or, you know, eating those nourishing whole foods. So I think, again, it's a lot of foundational things that people don't realize are so important. And I think that in this culture, we're so focused on, you know, what's the best supplement? What's the best thing that will fix me? And it's like, just slow down, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) stop planning so many things and stop eating McDonald's every day. I mean, it's just basic things, but people don't want to hear it. (laughs) And so, um, yeah, so it really is a wide variety of of things I hear, but it's really awesome how also everything is very connected to one another. Mm -hmm. And people, I think once they start realizing that it's a really cool, um, 
you know, awareness because they're, you know, whatever I'm supporting my hormones with is also going to support my digestion and my mineral status and all these other things. So. Oh my gosh, for sure. I think like, um, you know, it's interesting. Um, like a lot of times it's the foundational things that are overlooked that make the biggest impact. Right. Um, we, I was actually just for having sure. this conversation with this tech company because we have four different, uh, pillars of health that we look at at, at Athletes Potential, where it's, uh, we look at your movement. Of course, that's what we're traditionally trained in. Uh, we're going to take a look at your sleep. Uh, we're going to make sure that's in check. We're going to make sure that you have some good stress management strategies as well. Um, and we're going to take a look at your nutrition. Now, are we experts in those other three areas? Heck no, but we know who to send them to. If like we, if we know we're, we're uh, we know just enough to be dangerous from the standpoint of like, that's not normal, <laughs> you know? Um, exactly. Yeah. So then, but like I was, I was having this conversation with this tech company the other day where we were talking about uh, sleep habits and, that, and uh, this question came up on like, uh, well, you know, what would you recommend any type of like sleeping, um, like sleep, sleep aids, right? Like anything that you would recommend. And I was like, mm, well, one that's outside my scope. So let me start, start there. Right. Uh, so maybe, uh, but uh, really what I would re- typically recommend to people is that they need to like, do you have a nighttime routine, right? Uh, do you, are you going to bed consistently at the exact same time and that relative the exact same time, right? Are you waking up at the exact same time? Are you like, think about, uh, I was telling, I was like, think about like your, like, if you have kids, think about your kids, like, and the importance of a nighttime routine, right? Like that doesn't go away just because you're an adult. <laughs> you may not need to go to bed at 7am anymore, but uh, it's our body response to, we have circadian rhythms and our body responds to consistency. So um, yeah, I think that's a really cool thing that you talk about. Like, well, hold on, let's, do you chew your food slow enough? <laughs> right? Like, can we break it down? Right. Just, can we break it down to that level? Because in this world, uh, it's increasingly, the answer that, to answer that question is probably increasingly becoming, no, I don't take my time to chew my food, right? Right. Oh, yeah. It's, people chew probably like once or twice. You're supposed to chew almost 30 times. <laughs> 30 times? Yeah, I definitely need to increase my chew rate. That's for <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, cool. So then like, do you help like, um, so when you take a look at like these gut related issues, like, which is super important, have you ever read the book called The Brain Maker? I haven't. So I'll add that to my list. Oh my gosh. It's great. Uh, this was the first book I read that, uh, really kind of demonstrated to me, like the importance of like your gut health. And, um, it's like 90% of your serotonin is made like in your gut. Right. Um, that's crazy to me. So like, if you have a hard time sleeping, probably need to take a look at your diet and are you chewing your food appropriately? And are you doing all those things? Uh, so like, um, what are some of the big, like aha moments that you notice with people when you work with them? With related to gut health or just in general? Uh, yeah, that's a fair question. Let's go with gut health first, and then we'll see where that takes us. So it's so interesting because, again, like the, you know, people just assume that they can run around all day and do all these things and not feel and not see every profession um, from, you know, digestive issues. Yeah. But I think it's, you know, things like, when people change their diet or if they incorporate just some things that are very therapeutic for the gut. Cause I think, you know, people always think as well that gut health is one is something that you can fix very easily. And then it's done where we live in such a society where with, you know, antibiotics, medication, fast food, caffeine, alcohol, you know, there's so many disruptors to the gut that we are constantly going to need to support it. Um, And so I love when clients, um, can see the connection between some of those simple things that they're doing to alleviate some symptoms 
but also incorporating really simple things like certain teas or bone broth to their diet or, mm. um, you know, foods that are like stop eating so many raw vegetables and cook more of your vegetables down a little bit to allow mm. for better absorption for the digestive tract. Okay. Um, a lot of those things are very, again, so simple, but people are like, wow, I never realized that something as even though it's healthy as a raw vegetable, you know, and in today's world, you would never, I would never, I would never tell you not to eat it, but just oh, it can right. be one of those things where how you prepare it and what you're doing for your body, one can be more supportive than the other. So, um, so yeah, so that's stuff I didn't really, really realize until I went through this program and was like, wow, you know, there's, even though these things are quote unquote healthy, they're still a best way to support my body from a nutritional standpoint, lifestyle practices. And then also, I think one of the biggest things of digestion is knowing that it's not, not just about what you're eating, but also how you're absorbing it. And are you, mm-hmm. do you have enough stomach acid to break down your food? Is your liver support? Well, because if it's clogged up, you're not going to you know absorb a lot of the fats that you're, um, that you're consuming. And then even, Things like um, I had another thought and I totally lost it. So I'm just going to go with that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. I think like, uh, well, you know, it's interesting, especially when you're talking about like, um, when you're talking about how it's not just, uh, it's not just what you're eating, but it's how you're absorbing it. I think that's because uh, kind of like what you're talking about, like uh, if, if, uh, if it's already hard enough to find the, so like speaking from a practitioner side or from a medical, uh, like, a, like when we work with patients, um, we're, we're a little bit better about it than most clinics, but like, I mean, I remember when I was in network and like, you would have like 15 minutes to eat, uh, you know, we were kind of joking about it. You would call it like eat and treat, right? So you're trying to eat quickly and treat people at the same time. And, uh, yeah, you're just not chewing enough. You're just not taking enough time to eat. And then like, uh, so I thought it was really interesting when you talked about like, man, cook those raw vegetables down. Is there a certain way that you would recommend cooking vegetables? Really just any, ideally a quality saturated fat is the best. So things like grass fed butter, coconut oil, um, tallow, ghee, those types of things. Um, but then also just really cooking it down. Even it it could be a quick saute. It could be two to three, you know, minutes even, um, but just anything to kind of allow your body to better utilize those nutrients. Cause a lot of the raw fibers can just be really harsh, especially if you're already going through any sort of digestive issues, I would see, you know, Hey, let me reduce them or cut them out for a little bit to see how I feel. And then you can kind of, you know, assess from there, but. Yeah. Yeah. Now switching gears for a little, for a second, cause I thought you also talked, uh, you talked about something interesting a few questions ago where uh, you're talking about like energy levels, like you, like um, what are some main complaints that you're noticing with energy levels and some simple tricks that people could boost their energy? Yes. Um, so first thing, definitely you already mentioned it with sleep. I mean, you know, you're getting, crappy night's sleep you're not gonna do much good for yourself so definitely making sure you're prioritizing that um as much as possible and then something that i've actually recently gotten into and am able to now offer is what's called an htma analysis um Mm -hmm. it stands for hair tissue mineral analysis have you ever heard of that i have not heard of that no so minerals are the biggest driver and are the spark plugs of our body, which is something I personally did not know. And uh, we don't make them. So we have to consume them through our diet. And again, with depleted soil, with the way that manufacturing and our culture is these days can be very hard for people to consume that just from whole foods. Yeah. So 
there are, um, you know, everyone knows of electrolytes, everyone knows of those types of things, but a lot of them on the market can be very, you know, sugar heavy, just natural flavors, added things that aren't really not necessary. So mm-hmm. the coolest thing is seeing more clients incorporate more mineral rich foods, but also um, a drink called the adrenal cocktail that does wonders for your energy because it's got natural sodium, potassium, and whole food vitamin C, which are amazing sources, like basically like spark plugs for your body to utilize um, for all lots of functions in the body, but also creates a natural energy for you. So some things are like coconut water, for example, with a little bit of orange juice and sea salt, um, things like that, that can be really, really awesome for energy levels. Yeah. And then, of course, things like, you know, keeping things very whole food based, getting in daily movement, making sure that you are prioritizing stress. Um, I think energy is something that majority of people deal with and then you know but again very simple things and then making sure you are eating enough keeping your blood sugar balanced eating quality proteins fats and carbs every meal um yeah so I could, that list could go on forever <laughs> oh my gosh yeah there's there's so much there I, um so like wait a minute going back to this adrenal cocktail so you said that was coconut water orange juice and sea salt so there's actually many recipes you can make, um, but ideally you want a source of sodium. So that's typically a sea salt. So it's very easy to add in um, a source of potassium, which can be, you know, typically coconut water people enjoy, or um, you can buy, there's an actual adrenal cocktail mix that you can buy. It's on Amazon by Jigsaw Health, mm-hmm. and it's already pre-mixed with sodium, potassium, and vitamin C in it. Um, okay. And so the vitamin C can be from usually some sort of fruit juice or orange juice. For example, you could also do like lemon and lime juice if you wanted just something like that. But um, I have a lot of stuff on Instagram about that as well. But the cool thing is that the HTMA is a functional test that you can use to determine your mineral ratios. And you just submit a hair sample to a lab. And um, this is something that I would receive back and we would look at. But essentially, just kind of tells me where your mineral status is and if you have certain ones that are lower or higher. And the way that minerals work is you don't necessarily want to isolate one by itself. You want to work Mm -hmm. with it synergistically. So it's really an awesome test and something that um, is definitely becoming a little more popular, which I'm super excited about to be able to offer. But yeah, I think people don't don't know anything about minerals and that will change your life. Seriously. Oh, my gosh. I bet. So like. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to dig deep into my brain of uh, knowledge <laughs> from uh, freaking undergrad, right, or college. Uh, and we, yeah, I'm, I'm so like, uh, I do remember, I do, uh, it was interesting, like your minerals and vitamins and vitamins and minerals typically work best when they, um, like there's couples to them, right? Like, uh, I'm trying to think, I, I believe it was iron and vitamin C actually, or like vitamin C gets absorbed better when it's with iron or maybe vice versa. Um but yeah, I think that's super interesting. So then with these, with these trace minerals, are, are you figuring that, are you finding that a lot of people are deficient in a certain type? So there's main, the main four, which is calcium, magnesium, sodium, and potassium. And those are pretty much the ones that regulate majority of the processes and functions. So those are the first four that we look at from the testing perspective as well. 
Um, because if those are not balanced, then it really doesn't matter to look at a lot of the other little ones, you know, like molybdenum and all those other things. Um, so really looking at those first four is going to be the biggest priority. And then again, most whole food sources can, can support that. Um, but it's also very helpful to get it in through a liquid or some sort of cocktail because it's just giving you an extra boost because the biggest thing with minerals is that they deplete when we're stressed out and if you look at the average american they are always stressed out so they're probably burning through their minerals very quickly and so we have to keep up with that you know depletion by repleting and that's gonna you know kind of be bio-individual based on what that looks like but um but yeah i mean any any whole food source as well like such as you know avocados or calcium could be really quality dairy products um, potassium you can obviously do like bananas uh lots of uh, fresh fruit and then even sodium could be something as simple as unrefined sea salt when you're cooking or to your water and mm-hmm. that those simple things can make a big difference oh yeah um side note um what is your opinion on dairy i feel like there's a big like war on like like dairy food right now <laughs> uh oh, huge war <laughs> what's that <laughs> I said that's a huge war. Yeah. Like what, what, what do you have any opinions or thoughts on like, uh, do Americans overconsume dairy? Is it blown out of proportion? Is it probably a little bit of both? Um, do you have an opinion on the, on the idea or on the thought? Yes. Um, dairy is one of those things that I have gone back and forth with myself many years in the past and now, yeah. but I feel like now I have the best understanding of kind of how we can utilize it. But, um, First and foremost, this is, you know, everyone is very different. So it's hard. You can't give a blanket statement for this. But, um, you know, first and foremost, if you do experience any sort of digestive distress or other symptoms and you can, you've already known you can pinpoint it to dairy, then absolutely, you know, it might be best to keep it out of your diet temporarily. I never personally think that anyone should have to keep a food group out for their entire life unless they have a genuine allergic reaction to it. Mm. typically if you're not able to digest it or it's not met, if it's not agreed with you in some way, there is something else still going on. Um, and so, you know, my role would be to help you figure out what that is, whether it's a gut dysfunction. A lot of the times people that claim they're lactose intolerant, um, have gut issues that they've never figured out. And so a lot of the times clients who do get to that root cause of that gut issue are able to bring dairy back in. Um, now I'm not going to recommend, you know, your conventional typical dairy, um, that unfortunately is very common because those do typically have uh, worse side effects, mm-hmm. but if you're going to go for a dairy product, you know, anything organic grass fed really quality is really important. And then also if you're able to have access to anything raw, that is honestly the best for your digestion. Okay. Um, and it allows you to actually utilize all the nutrients because pasteurization can definitely strip some of those from you. Um, and majority of people with digestive issues actually find that they can tolerate raw dairy. So, um, so it's definitely something you would want to look a little more specifically into with a practitioner. But I, if you are somebody who feels like you can never have it or if I agree with you, then I wouldn't stop there. I would definitely keep asking questions. And if you are somebody who's just eating really crappy dairy and, you know, really like it, I would definitely not get rid of it, but just continue to pursue a higher quality because that does really matter. Yeah. 
Yeah, man, uh, that makes sense. The answer is it depends <laughs> is what it sounds like. So Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Well, okay, so um, I guess walking through, say like, you know, I'm like, Kelly, or I listen to this podcast, I'm like, man, this Kelly girl seems like she is right up my alley, someone who I need to talk with and work with. Um, what would like, uh, what would I expect as a new patient? Like what, what's a typical first, uh, visit look like with you? So, um, on my website, you would submit a quick application, which would just allow me to see a little bit more about what you're kind of going through, what your experience has been like thus far. And then we'll hop on a 20 minute call. That'll be completely free for me to just kind of ask any follow-up questions, make sure we're a good fit to work together and then explain my process. Um, and my process can look like a few different ways, but most of the time clients will come to me wanting a little bit more of that hand-holding support. So what will happen is uh, I have a one-month or a three-month program, and the one-month or three-month both include the HTMA mineral testing, which is the functional test I was discussing earlier, yeah. and then also the food mood journal, the nutritional assessment questionnaire. I'll look at um, basal body temperature which is very relative for metabolism, health, uh, fertility, those types of things. And then also uh, we'll include a one hour call. So we'll just kind of dive into a lot more information. I'll ask you questions. And then from there, we'll look into a one month or a three month based on the support that you're specifically needing. And that will include additional resources, uh, weekly or biweekly check-in calls and just really diving into figuring out what's going on. So those are, that's really the main way that you can work with me. That's awesome. And then, uh, yeah. I, and like, um, guys, if you're listening, like it, um, you definitely should like, at least just have a conversation. I think like, um, it's, it's always good to like, um, uh, at least just get an idea of what, uh, what's kind of going on, right? Like Kelly's looking at some really interesting things. And so like, uh, it, it's too much data is never a bad thing to certain degrees. Um, but then it's even more important to have somebody be able to help you, uh, understand what that data really means. So like Kelly, if someone wanted to reach out to you, um, obviously you, you have your website, which is just healthandtelmus.com. Yes. Cool. And then what, are there any other ways that like, is that probably the best way to reach out to you or, or is there any other channels people can like maybe learn a little bit more about you? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm on Instagram. It's just healthandtelmus, um, underscore. So like health and wellness with a K yeah, yeah. and then TikTok is the same. Um, not as active there trying to be, but it's definitely <laughs> challenging. And then my website, Um, But that's pretty much where all information is listed and you can contact me there. Awesome. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for taking the time to hop on this call. Tell us a little bit more about what you do. Um, I think it's awesome. This personalized approach that you're taking to people's health. And uh, I know you've helped a lot of people in the past and I, um, yeah, and thanks for your time. Thanks, Jacob. It's been great. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.